Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. 5 in Northern Alberta. Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan S. Scott on Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Hugh Porter and the staff at Digitex. Want to wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. It is a game day. The Edmonton Oilers, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Looking like Michael Hutchinson might be getting the call in between the pipes for the Leafs. Miko Koskinen for Edmonton. Evan Bouchard is in. Uh, Austin Matthews game time decision. However, Mark Spector tweeting out he thought uh, Matthews staying pretty late and being worked pretty hard for a guy who is going to play tonight. Toronto, the best record in the league at 16-4-2. They're 7-1-1 one, one on the road. The Oilers, by the way, are 8-3 on the road, just 6-6 six and six at Rogers Place. We are going to go interactive. We are going to open up our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. The number is 780-496-0063. That's right, 780-496-0063. Your thoughts on where the Oilers are at right now. Toronto's got the best record in the NHL. Uh, the Oilers technically in terms of wins and points are second in the North Division. Points percentage of their third. Winnipeg's ahead of them. Uh, the Oilers started the year three and six. They won 11 of their last 14 games since that tough start to the year. And you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for 35 years. We're on Twitter. At Oilers now, you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott is back at the 630 Chad Studios at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. So we'll start off with some texts. 
And again, you can text us, 780-496-0063. Uh, hey, Bob, I think the Oilers took their foot off the gas a little on Saturday night. They faced a team that had a tough time beating Calgary a few days before, and they're trying to establish, reestablish their league-leading pedigree. I think the Oilers were taught another lesson that they need to maintain a higher standard. My expectation is they'll be much better tonight. In fairness regarding the game, uh, the two games against Calgary uh, that Toronto played, they did not have either. Actually, if you factor Aaron Dell, they didn't have one of their top three goaltenders from the start of the season. Freddie Anderson remains out. He was on the ice quite late today for Toronto. They did not have Jack Campbell for either of those two games against Calgary. Don't forget, uh, some of the really attuned analytics types were trying to push uh, for Edmonton to uh, go get Aaron Dell, who ultimately was claimed by New Jersey. So Michael Hutchinson, did he not get both starts for Toronto against Calgary? And uh, the Leafs did not have Jake Muzzin, who's an important uh, defenseman for that team as well. In fact, middle of last week, he was second to Darnell Nurse in even strength scoring around the National Hockey League. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. We will go to Barry on line number one. Hi, Barry. How are you? Not too bad, Bob. How are you doing? Good. What do you got? Hey, I'm just wondering, is there a rule against hitting Mitch Marner? Is there a rule? Well, was there a rule against hitting Wayne Gretzky? Uh, no. <laughs> so I, I would. So what you're saying is the Oilers weren't physical enough against Toronto's best players. But Bob, when you got a little guy like that with super talent, lean on him a little bit and make him pay the price. They make they make McDavid pay the price. They make Yamamoto pay the price, and yet we run around and we let Mitch Marner dictate I, what he's going to do. Barry, do you think the current makeup of the team? So Zach Cassian is out right now, right? And uh, Zach is Zach's a big man that can skate. Larson does lean on some guys in the back end. Jujar Kara. By the way, there was something that happened right at the end of the game between Chase on and Zach Bogosian. It's the second time in Edmonton in the final shift of the game that Bogosian had gone after right wing. He got after Yamamoto the game uh, the, when Toronto was in town before. Toronto won the opening game of the series. And he, uh, Yamamoto cross-checked Bogosian into the boards. And about 40 seconds later on the shift, uh, Yamamoto was still on the ice after a face-off. And Cassian had gone in the corner. And then Bogosian clotheslined Yamamoto and trilled him. And then the other night he got into it with Chason. Now Chason gives as good as he gets. It's interesting. I, I, I'm not sure this current group of Oilers necessarily. I hear what you're saying. Uh, some of it's Marner. He's a smart, shifty little player, doesn't put himself in those spots all the time. But I hear what you're saying. So you're concerned that Edmonton doesn't make – they, they lack some gamesmanship. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, they're a little bit too soft on some of the key players. You know what, if, if you're going to go against a guy – Make him pay the price a little bit. Make him be a little bit more hesitant about making plays. If you let him free wheel, Jesus, if, if Marner's allowed to free wheel, he's going to kill you all the time. But yeah. if you lean on him a little bit and make him pay the price every now and then, maybe he'll take that extra second. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what's interesting, Barry? I, when, I, when I think of those two series that Toronto lost against Boston, I think Marner played pretty well in those two series. And Boston is a physical team. Boston gets up and after you. I, you know, Codry knocking himself out of both series really hurt Toronto's chances to win. That's their second line center. Like guys like Nylander disappeared, but to me, Marner, Marner's a pretty competitive little player. But good, uh, I think you make a valid point that you do have to lean against the opposition's top players once in a while. Thanks for the call, Barry. Let's go to, 
Okay, uh, we're going to go to Woody on line number two. Woody, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. How are you today? Good. What do you think? Well, I, actually, I, I like our team. I think this is probably the most depth we've had in a long time. Um, a little disappointed in some of the tippest decisions. Um, bothers me when I see a guy like Bouchard sitting for mistakes, and I expect mistakes out of rookies, but it just doesn't seem like the same is applied to a veteran such as uh, Russell or even a Larson to some extent, although he's playing really well. I just, it gets very frustrating when you see our young talent. I mean, these are the next wave, and I think these guys that got to grow with McDavid and Drysdale, and I think you know we're kind of in a win now, but we're also in a we got to get our young talent playing. I find that we're stubborn on that. Okay, uh, what I would say, what he thanks for the call, by the way. Uh, it, it was uh, some would suggest that maybe Bouchard needed to come out because he wasn't competitive enough against Vancouver in a couple situations, and that is the perspective that some would have. And it's a fair point to make. Others would say, you know what, make the point through sitting down with the iPad and saying, hey, Evan, uh, you, you got to take a hit to make a play defensively once in a while, and we're keeping you in, and, and maybe that had already occurred. I'm not sure. Uh, the other challenge is, I mean, it, it, based on today's morning skate, it's going to be Darnell Nurse and Tyson Berry, Evan Bouchard and Ethan Bear and Caleb Jones and Adam Larson. So based on the morning skate today, it looks like Chris Russell is out for Edmonton, Bouchard's back in and playing the left side. And there might be a few people that would say that that might have been problematic, maybe throw Bouchard in there. And now that you've got a chance to see what the Leafs are bringing, maybe, you know, and you get the combination opportunity to send a little bit of message, maybe it's time to bring him back in. Um, I'm personally of the school. I want to see Bouchard play every game. I think if you listen to the show, you know how I feel. K-Jam on line number three. K-Jam, how are you? Doing well, thanks. Yeah, no, uh, appreciate having having the calls and uh, looking forward to chatting a little bit about Oilers here. So um, you want to know uh, where people think about the team, I assume, eh? Yeah, where, where, where do you think this group is at right now? Well, you know, I think that you've got a lot of stability since you've got the the two goaltender rotation back in. And yep. I think that between the two of them, um, there's a decent chance if they're healthy that you can get league average goaltending at least. We yep. saw that last year, and we've seen that even uh, to a good extent since uh, Smith has been back. So, you know, I mean... It, that is a situation where it is, and I think that up front, you know, other than, you know, I think that you could make a, a case that uh, that we could use another top uh, six uh, left wing. Um, I, I think that Cahoon's a, a good player, but he, I think he sort of more fit the mold of a, of a, you know a competitive bottom six player that can sort of do a little bit both ways. Um, maybe a, a Drake Kajula type, you know, a little bit of a different style, but sort of more in that mold. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that the real interesting thing certainly is the defense. And I think that one of the things that uh, has been stumping our, uh, the, pr- the progress of some of our younger players, like uh, Bouchard and Jones, is just, you know, the kind of defenseman that you need to pair them with as they continue to grow. Um, for instance, you know, I think that, that with Jones, um, he's the kind of guy where most of our right our right guys are are offensive more puck movers i mean bears a little bit of both but i mean you'd still say that puck moving is his thing and that's sort of jones's thing so it seems like his best person to play with is larson um and who then, you know play, he, who who he played with kjam in the third period the other night mm-hmm. and, and it appears as though he's going to start tonight with 
I think that's I think that's the right choice, and I think that you need to have Jones playing, no matter how you decide to move forward. You need to develop Jones so that you can use that S asset the best way possible. If you're going to move him, or if you decide to to keep him with expansion or not, um, you know, I mean, all of those things you get, you need to play the player. I think, and then the same sort of thing with Bouchard. You know, Bouchard uh, is is sort of like uh, Barry in the way that he's. He's very good at moving the puck, and he's going to do a lot of things in the offensive zone. But I think that he needs uh, somebody a, a bit more of a stabilizing force. That's why you see Nurse doing so well uh, with Barry, you know, relatively. Um, and I think that for Bouchard, if you're playing him lower in the lineup, he he pairs up best with Legacy, you know. And and obviously we have a bit of an issue there, and that's. Um, I mean, and, and when when everybody's healthy, even, and I'm not talking about Cuckoo and, and Clefbaum and stuff, but, you know, we're four deep in terms of, of NHL-caliber defensemen. And I think that, you know, considering injuries and considering some of the, the kinds of ways you need to put players together or the, the players that you want to play, for instance, it seems like all the right-side players you want to play right now, I have to say that, you know, there's a lot of information that we've been gathering as an organization. We've been fairly successful. So I really like overall what Tippett's doing and I think that it's so far hasn't really hurt us when we don't see guys playing that we want to play um, as much in, unless it comes to the development of those two players and I think that that would be the only thing that I would say moving forward is you need to get those players in more than half the time Jones and Bouchard in particular moving forward so that we can see what we're doing there otherwise I think that we're we can play with any team I think that we're just sort of a step below those uh, elite teams you know a uh, Tampa Bay or you know where you kind of see Colorado going but I think we're trending in that direction and the team will have cap space in the offseason. Thanks for the call, KJM. You mentioned the, uh, you know, league average goaltending. Well, the Oilers go into tonight's game, just as an FYI, 15th in the league in save percentage at 909. However, they haven't had league average goaltending. Six games ago, the Edmonton Oilers were at 895, 23rd in the league. And they're now at, uh, if I'm reading this right now, they're at 907. So they've got up significantly over the last six games. That is better than league average goaltending. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063 and uh, give us a call on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Uh, this text comes in from Ron from the North End. He says he's a diehard Oilers fan on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Can you please provide your opinion on the leadership of the team? Connor McDavid is our captain, but it appears he's not too vocal. I want to understand what you think. Uh, we need some veteran leaders on this team in order to make it to the next level. Uh, well, I'm not in the room. Um, and... It's interesting. You look at Toronto. They bring in Jason Spezza last year. They bring in Joe Thornton. Uh, sometimes those older players, and I, the term I use is gamesmanship, and they've got some. Simmons comes in. He gives them some toughness. Even Bogosian and Muzzin on the on the back end, like those are good veteran players um, that have had fairly successful careers. I mean, yes, Thornton hasn't won a Stanley Cup, but he's been to a Stanley Cup final. He's won Olympic gold. Uh, Muzzin's won two Stanley Cups. Um, Spez has played on some good teams during his NHL career. You know, those guys are a little bit different type of uh, veteran. In in terms of McDavid, he leads on the ice. And I do think the leadership core for the Oilers is is McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Darnell Nurse. That's my own personal impression. Uh, Maybe supported a bit by the likes of a guy like Nugent Hopkins. So, and then we'll see if there's another, you know, and I would say Clefbaum and Larson as well, historically speaking. So... 
Interesting perspective. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, this text comes in out of Edmonton, says, uh, disagree with KJM. I think Caleb Jones is trade bait, says the texter. Nothing more. Okay, well, there you go. Another texter says, Bob, I don't miss Cassian or Turris a bit. Turris has no energy, and as far as as much energy, Zach, uh, he's always been good uh, for some, uh, well, the texter says, dumb plays and penalties. Look at her record when those two guys aren't playing, and don't worry about the pierogies, Bob. <laughs> I'm not worried about the pierogies because I never have them. <laughs> <laughs> One twenty inevitable. Go back to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. We got Andy joining us on line five. Hi, Andy. How are you? I'm really good, Bob and Brendan. Uh, Bob, I've been hearing uh, uh, Sutter's name kicked around in Vancouver a lot. I don't mind the player, but I'm, I don't like the price. Uh, I want to say I'm a big fan of Kyle Dubas, and in my world. Uh, you've either got stars or you've got guys that are playing under a million dollars. If I look at the Oilers, a couple guys, uh, Jujar and Archie, I mean, for a million bucks, I don't think you can get much better. So I don't like those contracts over a million, say to about three and a half, four million. To me, I don't want those guys. Either you're a four million dollar plus player or you're a million dollar player in this league. Is, is the cap world changing right now, Bob? I would suggest, Andy, there's entirely too much reason and logic in what you're saying. I think that in the case of Ken Holland, he's sort of inherited the situation here in Edmonton. I, I think clearly the combination of the pandemic and as management structures and teams get more used to dealing with the cap, we're seeing it change first. And as for Brandon Sutter, now the thing that Vancouver can do is they can eat half his salary, right? They can eat 50% of his uh, salary. Um I mean, he, he's he's a 50. I am concerned about the Oilers' inability of any of their. They've got a couple right shot centers. Gaetan Haas comes into tonight's game at 39.1 percent in the faceoff circle. Uh, Turris is currently at 49.2 percent. To me, right shot centers should be minimum 53 percent. Glenn Denning is leading the league right now of Detroit. He's at 67%. But a lot of you would say after what happened last year, let's not make any trades with Detroit. Forget it. Uh, Derek Ryan's down in Calgary. He's going to be a right-shot guy that's going to be a free agent next season, more than likely. He's sort of around 56%. But to me, I, I, your price point is bang on. If they add a right-shot center next year, if it's me, I'm adding that guy at a million bucks, no more. I'm not going above that for a bottom six role, especially since they'll have Turris here for another year. He's got to dig himself out, Andy. He's, 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 you know, when he gets back in, he's got to dig himself. He's in, you know, he is not, I mean, the guy's minus nine. He hasn't brought the orders as much juice as I think, uh, they were hoping. He's, you know, the one thing we have seen with guys of the taxi squad is every guy that's come out and gotten back in's made the most of it. Kara's made the most of it. And you're 100% bang on with Archibald. I mean, for a million and a half bucks, that's a pretty useful player. That's a good signing. Appreciate it, Bob. Thank you. Right. Yeah, you bet. 780-496-0063. Again, you can text us at 780. Uh, Bob, do you think Zach Cassian needs fans in the stands in order for him to bring his game every single night? I definitely think that happens. Zach, for, uh, that helps Zach Cassian's game. I think he's a guy that builds off the fervor and the energy uh, of the uh, fan base. I think he's a guy that definitely misses the fans a little bit. Another uh, text coming in right now says, Bob, we just need a little bit more team toughness. Uh, When the Leafs took McDavid out of the game on Saturday night by overchecking him, we really had no reply of any type. 
and uh, our defense got to do a better job of moving guys out from in front of the net. Our defensemen are a little weak physically than I'd like to see. Thanks. That one comes to us from Michael. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's a tricky line. I mean, it was it was one of those like the the call on Chris Russell. That play happened four times in the game. They whistled it once. But the Oilers didn't spend enough time cycling or in the offensive zone to create a lot of power play opportunities against Toronto. Toronto at the jump, they were just the better team. One twenty-three, and Edmonton will take a timeout. And when we come back in Oilers now, we will have our North Division Report brought to you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. You know that cars cost less than Wetaskiwin? Outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. You know why they win it? Because they treat you fairly when you purchase vehicles and they offer fair prices on warranties, insurance coverage, and financing fees. They've also got an excellent service department as well. So let Johnny, Uncle Milt, Rich, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. We go to... The North Division Report, brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. And back at the 630 Chad Studios, Brendan Escott. Well, Toronto's uh, 34 points lead the North Division and the NHL standings. Edmonton sitting second, a point up on Winnipeg, although the Jets do hold three games in hand. They've won four straight. Montreal dropping six of seven games last winning on February 13th. They still hold down the last playoff spot by a point over Calgary. Ottawa within three points of Vancouver now trying to crawl out of the basement for the first time this season. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home, it all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. List it, sell it, move on. Yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, with Ottawa and Vancouver. Um, Brendan, when we did our preseason predictions, I had Vancouver taking a step back. Uh, I had Winnipeg on the outside looking in and Calgary in the playoffs, uh, but I didn't expect the Winnipeg Jets to offload both Jack Roslovic and Patrick Liney and get themselves back a uh, legitimate, you know, first-slash-second-line center in Dubois. And given the fact that they, like I thought, with all due respect to Paul Stashney, who's had a terrific NHL career, I thought that he might be a little bit of a liability as a second-line center. Well, now they have Dubois there playing behind Shifley, and they got a guy, Adam Lowry, who's a really good third-line center. So that team has strength down the middle. Uh, Pionk's a real effective defenseman for them. Now, if they lose one of Josh Morrissey or Pionk, they might have some challenges because I don't think they have great depth there. I might be underrating Dylan DeMello, who seems that Coach uh, Paul Maurice likes. But the Jets, and obviously they got Connor Hellebuck, one <laughs> reigning Vezina Trophy winner. I'm surprised Montreal, Brennan, has had the challenges that they have had here over the last six to eight games. Uh, if you told me at the start of the year when the Canadians started 4-0-2 in their first six road games that they'd be firing Claude Julien, I would have said, what? No chance. But Carey Price hasn't been the same. Uh, the Oilers, I expected Edmonton to push uh, and get better. They got derailed early with the injury to Mike Smith. 
And since Smith's come back, their goaltenders are playing sort of the amount of requisite games that they should be. It's a difference maker. Any surprise for you out of Canada right now, Brendan? You know, honestly, I realized that the Canucks were going to be a very different looking team, but I thought that there was more of an identity there based on the core that they had built up. And, you know, it's not as if they didn't bring back a nice character guy in the room and Nate Schmidt, who had been excellent for Vegas. I just think I I completely underestimated the value of Jacob Markstrom to the success of the Canucks, and therefore you're seeing why they're, uh, they're really free-falling down the standings in the north. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, coming up at 135 today, one of the funniest guys in the business, longtime Toronto Maple Leafs radio analyst Jim Ralph, after a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.